All right, everybody. Hello. Happy Thursday. Welcome. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be Thursday that you're listening to this. Happy whatever day it is for you. Um, welcome to episode four of the Humans Unplugged podcast. Um, I was just laughing because before I started recording this, I was fake introducing myself like, it's your host, Nina. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, I'm done with that. So I didn't know how I would feel about having a podcast. I didn't know if the work and the effort was going to feel rewarding enough for me to continue doing it. So I thought, I'll just do a short little season. Guys, I love this shit. I think of all the content I've ever created, podcasting has actually been my favorite so far. I love the long form thing going on. It feels so much more natural. It feels, I feel so present and I feel so like connected when I do this. Anyway, let's talk about the pendulum of growth. There's a lot of different language we can use to talk about this concept. And it's this idea that when we have a really extreme belief or idea or habit or anything, picture a pendulum and you pull it all the way to one end. And this one end is like dogmatic or absolute opinions. This idea that there are so many shoulds, there's only one truth and things have to be this way. The rules have to be followed this way. And when we see things that way and we have that perspective and we act around that belief, sometimes if we're open enough, our reality gets kind of shattered. And we're like, wait, maybe this extreme idea that I had or being on this extreme end of things is actually not the truth. And when that reality is shattered, what tends to happen is the pendulum swings all the way to the other end. And we're like, okay, you know what, if that truth was not really the truth, then maybe the truth is somewhere all the way on the opposite end. So we go to the opposite and we hold on to that end equally as tightly. And we say, no, I'm here now. This is where I'm going to stay. And we're doing it out of safety, feeling like that that's safe to cling so tightly onto something is the best way to protect ourselves. So we saw this one end of things, and just for context here, this can be in terms of like political beliefs. So if you grew up having parents or living in a culture where the political beliefs were very polarized on one end, what we might do to, to kind of rebel, aka protect ourselves from that or the manifestation of that belief, is we go all the way to the other end and we say, I will never associate with those political beliefs. I'll never be that. Those people are bad. Those people are wrong. I'm going to go over here. But being on the other extreme is also a way of trying to find safety, which was what the people who were on the other side were also doing. So if we're all the way on this end and we believe that we're safe over here, what can also happen here is that reality can be shattered too. And we realize that actually the truth tends to be somewhere in the middle because in the middle we can see both sides and we have a wider view. We have a a larger landscape of all the possibilities. And so we stay there in this openness and comfort in uncertainty and in this acceptance that maybe I don't have to cling on 
to one side to be safe. Maybe I actually can find safety in a bit of uncertainty and let go, letting go of control a little bit, of believing that things actually have to be a certain way. And another thing could be religion. It could be relationships. Like you date somebody who has these certain characteristics and after that relationship ends, if we feel negatively about the way that the relationship was or about that person, then we can look for literally the opposite traits in the next partner. And perhaps we don't actually want someone with the opposite of all those traits, but in that moment, it feels safest to look for that. And then we might find over there, actually, wait, I I don't want this extreme either. So in the middle, when we land there, because it's not a negative, it's not a bad thing to have these extreme tendencies or beliefs, because oftentimes we have to go through that process in order to land somewhere centered and balanced. And we still might lean one way or the other, but it's not like we're pulling the pendulum all the way to one side and then it has to swing so far all the way to the other side. Maybe you're just pulling it a little bit to the left and then it swings a little bit to the right and then a little bit to the left and then a little bit to the right. And maybe over time, if we stay in that openness and curiosity, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and we find ourselves being like wow i'm okay with considering all of these possibilities and i don't feel attacked by them i don't feel so triggered by people on the other side because i'm okay with where i am in the middle when i'm here i'm flexible and adaptable because it's not rooted in fear My friend Vish actually has another language that he uses around this, which I love, and he just calls it the three layers. So when you're on this one side of the pendulum, it's kind of like this first layer that you're experiencing, this layer of the way that you're seeing the world and perceiving things around you. And then we eventually make it, we peel away that layer and we get to this other layer where we've realized that that truth is not the one truth and that it it was just a perception just a perspective. And in the second layer, you're considering a different possibility. You've moved on from being seated in this one and only belief. But after we peel away that second layer, we might come to this third layer where we realize we don't need to cling so tightly onto either end in order to be safe and that we can actually see a much wider horizon when we exist balanced in the middle and we're centered with ourselves. So, shout out Vish Vibes. Anyway, so are there any areas in your life where you feel like you've pulled the pendulum to one side? And I love the question of asking myself that even because it feels like it's a mirror for where I feel unsafe. So if I'm politically polarized, do I feel unsafe about something, about, about the idea of opening up to other questions and possibilities? And why do I feel unsafe? What in my past has made me feel that I have to hold on to these beliefs in order to protect myself? And it's healthy to have our beliefs and our opinions, but it, it asks the question, like, do we actually want those? Are they actually 
helping us become who we want to be and helping us reach our goals? Or are they giving us the illusion of safety, but they're actually keeping us in fear? So I'll give an example from my life. I used to be really into holistic health. And if we talk about holistic health on like a basic level, what is it? Holistic means that we're looking at the whole person, the mind, body, spirit, emotions, communities, relationships, culture, all of the things that make up a human. And we bring in healing modalities from all different parts of the world, many different cultures, many different perspectives to understand and address a particular issue that somebody is experiencing and to understand that whole person. So by definition, I'm very holistic and I support holistic health. But holistic health, and this is, this is true of a lot of things, a lot of social movements, a lot of even in like feminism and stuff, right? There's like the thing, the real thing, and then there's the culture around the thing, which usually takes the thing and distorts the thing and makes the thing very based in fear and shame and all of these other things. So if we look at holistic health, I'm a hell yes, and that's the way that I approach work with my clients and how I see my own life and myself and how I understand myself and how I understand people. But holistic health culture, especially on social media, is completely different. It's dogmatic, very shaming, manipulative, money-driven. This is bad. This is good. Extreme, extreme, extreme. And is that every single person in the holistic health community? Absolutely not. But is it the mainstream right now? Pretty much. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. And I used to be a part of that. I used to believe that there were rules and they were the only rules and I had to follow them in order to be healthy and safe and whatever. So just for some background here, I always had a little bit of a tense relationship with conventional medicine because I was, you know, I have like in a lot of ways the typical story. Like I was put on the birth control pill at 16 Went off it at 21, had all these health issues because of it. Um, It really dysregulated me. I felt like every time I was at a doctor's appointment and I was trying to explain my symptoms, what I got in response was just a prescription without much context, without much educating, without much care. And this happened at my general practitioner. It happened with a psychiatrist. It happened It seemed seemingly everywhere that I went. I got put on antidepressants and benzos at one point. And I mean, on top of it, my body is super sensitive. So I have pretty intense reactions to like caffeine and alcohol and medications, pretty much anything. I have a very sensitive nervous system. And I felt like as much as I tried to communicate, hey, I don't want meds, you have anything else? It was always like, it's meds or get get out of my office. And nobody ever said that, but that was the kind of underlying tone that was there. If I, if you don't want this medication, I, I can't help you. So I felt stuck and my response to that, which there's no judgment in this, right? Like this is just the way that my nervous system felt it was necessary to respond, especially as a teenager, was I'm never taking any medications anymore ever again. I don't want to be associated with any of those doctors and I'm going to figure out how to heal myself in every possible way. So I swung the pendulum all the way to the opposite end. I I had always been a pretty healthy eater, but I started eating so clean. I did every holistic health thing you could possibly imagine. 
And like, if you're in the holistic health space, which I know like a lot of my people are, if you're in the holistic health space, I'm guessing you can kind of imagine what that means. Just all the stuff, (laughs) the diet, the supplements, the um, blackout curtains, the red light therapy, the making literally every single thing from home, toothpaste, deodorant, all-purpose sprays, um, shampoo, soap, never buying any ingredients that had preservatives in it, never, I mean, I went to the extreme, to the extreme, and I mean, hey, like, I still make my own spray, I still make a lot of my own stuff, I still follow a lot of that, but the question is, what is the energy with which you are doing that? What is the intention, the emotion with which you are doing it? Because for me, it was like orthorexic. It wasn't healthy for me, which is honestly kind of hysterical. The idea of like the unhealthy pursuit of health. (laughs) Whereas now I do it from a very different internal state. And this is what, how I was protecting myself. And not just from the conventional medicine mishaps that I had. To be honest, what does mishap even mean? Hold on. Real life. I'm using a word that I have no idea what it means, but it just felt appropriate. An unlucky accident. Sure, we'll use that. I guess. <laughs> um, I started using that extremeness and that absolutism as a way of protecting myself, not just from conventional medicine, but from any stressor in my life. I was using it to find a sense of control during a time when in my life I felt like I didn't have much of it and I was afraid. So it was like, okay, I'm stressed about this relationship or this whatever, school, big decisions that I have to make. What is my nervous system response to that? Find control somewhere because you can't find it here. So we have to find it somewhere else. So I found it in holistic health and the culture of holistic health. Maybe I can't control the way that I feel about this thing, this big thing in my life, but you know what I can control? Going to the supermarket and believing that I'm protecting my future self and family and whatever, because I'm buying organic chicken and little side note, I still buy organic chicken but I'm not going to have a meltdown if I don't eat organic chicken. (laughs) But it's coming from a different place. It's not coming from, oh my God, let me suffocate myself in this extreme because I'm scared and I need to find control by staying on this side. I realized at a point that I was not genuinely believing that this is where I had to live and the, the, the state that I had to live in but that it was actually fear-based and I was over there for self-protection. And by noticing that, I was able to kind of say, well, what am I looking for control for? Where do I feel extremely out of control? And it led me to acknowledge that I was actually really stressed about a lot of things that were easy to ignore and easy to press down and pretend that they weren't there. So, you know, all of this being said, The question is, how can we use our own extremes as a mirror to see where we feel out of control or where we feel stressed or where we're gripping something so tightly 
for the sense of safety, which might very well be working, it actually is giving us that sense of safety, but it might also be simultaneously blocking us from accessing more life. And then on top of that, how can we create an internal grounded sense of safety instead of grasping onto this belief that maybe we didn't even mean to sign up for? Are there feelings we have under the surface that we're a little bit afraid of touching? Are there beliefs under the surface that are making us feel so unsafe that every time one of those beliefs is triggered, we immediately go into a state of survival? And then on a more surface level, sometimes the reason why we have such an extreme belief is actually just for belonging. If we know that there's a certain community that has a certain set of beliefs and we want to feel like we belong somewhere or maybe particularly with those people, we might hold on to those beliefs just to feel that sense of security of having those people and knowing that those beliefs kind of keep us together and keep us connected. But perhaps those aren't actually our beliefs and we don't want to follow those rules, but we're actually seeking something else through maintaining our connection to those beliefs, which really creates a disconnection from ourselves and creates a bit of a, an inauthentic connection with these other people. So now I found myself somewhere in the middle when it comes to health. I don't have these really strong principles about how I'm supposed to be and how I should be. And instead, I've actually just found a flow of what helps me and what makes me feel good, short-term and long-term. And I'm grateful for that pendulum swinging thing that I had because I saw one end of things and then I saw the other end of things And then I saw somewhere in between all of that. And in this place where I feel more centered, I'm able to kind of pick and choose what I want to take from each end. So like I haven't completely dropped holistic health and I haven't completely dropped this more conventional way of things. I've taken what I find to be useful and practical for me and my health and my life. And I simply just use what works what works forget what all the shoulds all the little tiny details of the science oh my god that was the most exhausting part it was like keeping up with the science all the time like people were healthy long before we knew half of the things we know now we don't have to know every little detail of how everything benefits us or hurts us or like people aren't that simple and at the same time we're so much simpler than we make ourselves out to be Unless we're talking about physics and the laws of the universe, most of the time, there's not going to be one rule that applies to all humans because we're not machines. We're not machines. We don't go beep, boop, bop, one, two, three. We go beep, boop, boop, bop, bop, one, two, two, three, four, one, two, beep, beep, boop, bop. (laughs) I mean, the exhaustion of trying to argue why it should be like this or it shouldn't be like this if there were one answer then everybody would by now at this point be eating the same shit be doing all the same shit like if if there were one answer it would have been clear by now because look at the culture of like health 
And I don't think it's any coincidence that America is one of the most health-obsessed cultures, yet we're, look at the health of our country. There's a difference between health and the culture of health. There's a difference between a belief that comes from love and openness versus a belief that comes from fear. So just because we have the same picture doesn't mean it has the same roots. So, you know, to me, health has become this thing where I'm just constantly in communication with my body. I still read up on stuff. I still learn things about health, but I take them, I apply them, and I find out if they're true in my life. I always use coffee as an example for this, right? Because you could find just as many scientific articles talking about the benefits of coffee and why it's so healthy as you can find the amount of them saying that coffee is totally bad for you. Whatever bad for you really means. For me, the truth about coffee is that if I drink it first thing in the morning, probably not going to have the best day. Probably going to have anxiety. If I drink it after I eat a meal, I love it. Feels good. That's it. But how can we actually detach from the extremes so that we can use our own intuition and our own intelligence? I always think the best, my favorite way of learning is to consume a frick ton of information. Consume, 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 right? Like getting a degree, for example. You're learning for four straight years, not just about one topic, but about a bunch of different topics. And then you're taking those topics, they're on the surface of your mind, and then you're interacting with people and you're having these daily life experiences. And then those topics are being integrated because you're having experiences where you're applying them and all of this integration and consuming. But once that information starts to settle in, forget all of it, all of it. And use like your present ability to be intuitive and to observe and to be a human to start thinking about things. Instead of just trying to pull out all of this retained information that's so specific and so narrow. Because when we can consume information and we can learn over time, and then we can forget all of it, then when we're actually in a context where we need the information and we need to bring it back up and remember, it will come naturally. It's like sometimes I feel like people know so much that they forget to have common sense. You're talking about everything you know and you're reciting everything you've learned. But like if you forget everything and you just use you right now in this moment, like what makes sense to you? Because if you try to make sense of the present situation, the present circumstances, the information that you learned in the past will come up naturally as you need it. Take it all in, forget it all. That's my motto. Anyway, shebang shebang. I think that's it for today. I like to keep these natural. Like if I feel like the conversation, the topic is coming to an end, then we simply end it. Isn't it weird that like, like I feel an ever so slight need to keep going to make this episode a certain length of time. But the thing that I like so much about podcasting is how natural it feels. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let it end. I'm going to let you move on with your day and take this however you want to take it. Or leave it. Whatever feels right within you. If you did not already rate this podcast, I would love if you could rate it five stars. If you're not going to rate it five stars, then just forget I said anything and just exit out quick. Quick. 
Otherwise, I hope you have an amazing day. Don't miss out on yourself. And I will see you next Thursday. Love you, bye.